and welcome to you, me, and CV. I'm Mike. I'm Gia. And today we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of I'm Sorry. I'm Sorry was created by Andrea Savage. Season one premiered on True TV on July 12th, 2017. It has been renewed for a third season, which is scheduled to premiere in 2020. And season one is currently streaming on Netflix. Yep. Let's go ahead and start off with that Netflix description. Please do. Oh, I will. <laughs> Life is a series of awkward situations for comedy writer and mom Andrea, thanks to plenty of neuroses and a knack for sticking her foot in her mouth. Good job reading the word neuroses. I know you were concerned about that. I wasn't sure if it was ner- <laughs> neuroses or something like that. Nurse-oses? Nurse-oses. Yeah. Anyway, hey, what's up, everybody? We're going to hey be guys. talking. Hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the show I'm Sorry today. Mm-hmm. And you know what? First off, what do you think about that Netflix description? Yeah, I think it's accurate. So Pretty well conveys the show. This show, if you're not fam- if you're not familiar with I'm Sorry, it's a fantastic show. It's so good and I feel like nobody's ever seen it. I feel like I just happened to see it come up on Netflix and I was like, "Oh, I'll give this a try." And it was instantly my new favorite show, but everyone I've mentioned it to is like, "I've never heard of that." Never heard of it. Even though mm-hmm. it pops up on Netflix, all, you've never heard of it. It pops yeah, up all guys, the time. Now, what, did that description, did that entice you? What was it about it that you made you say, "Let me try this show?" You know, I think it was Tom Everett Scott. From, you know? from that thing you do. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, hey, let, let's talk about this show here. Okay. It stars Andrea Savage mm-hmm. and Tom Everett Scott. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of other people in it as well. But those are your two main people. And yeah. And if, Andrea Savage, so she created it. She wrote a, a lot of it. She stars in it. And you've probably, like, you probably don't know her name, but you've probably seen her. She where plays, might, we, might we have seen her? Well, she plays the president on Veep. President Montez? Yes. Oh, okay. Lara Montez, yeah. <laughs> um, she was also in, uh, she pops up here and there. She's been on Curb Your Enthusiasm. All right. Um, she was in The Hot Wives, which is like a parody of real housewives and that's like a hulu Hulu. original i think Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um lots of different comedies she was in Step Brothers. um she was on oh we recently watched a clip of her on a sweet valley high she was the brazilian the the brazilian exchange student on the sweet (laughs) sweet valley high tv series you might not recognize her from that her career i don't think but uh, (laughs) yeah yeah so so what we do here on you me and tv if you are new to the program, to the program, to the podcast, yeah, <laughs> to the program, uh, if you're new to the podcast, um, thanks for checking us out. Yeah, thank you. And what we do is we take a look at first episodes of TV shows mm-hmm. and we kind of break them down. We go through the episode, mm-hmm. talk about, you know, the different things going on, give it a little critique, but mm-hmm. also just kind of talk about our own experiences that sort of relate to it. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit about you, a little bit about me. And a lot of bit about TV. Okay. You like what I did there? I said I a lot of bit on the third I one. I love it. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, should we get into this uh, episode? Or no, let's talk about the development of the show. Yeah, let's talk a little bit All right, about so, that. So, we mentioned Andrea Savage is the one who created it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she draws a lot from her own life yeah. on this show. Yeah, because she's playing a comedy, a TV comedy writer on yes. the show. And which she's is what writing she is in real it. life. In re- yes yeah yeah and um so we've we've listened to some interviews with her where she talks about this and um a lot of what goes on in the show is really pulled from her own life experiences she's had and um experiences that some of the other writers have had um and she wanted to do this show because she felt like she was whenever she would like audition for roles or um they would always be kind of stereotypical mom roles um where the mom is like really like overwhelmed and harried and um or the mom is just kind of disengaged and like can't stand her kids and stuff and, and she, she even brings some of this up in a way in the first episode and we'll get into that yeah, part she too does. She, she uses that language there of being too harried and i think she uh-huh. said it in a yeah. uh, in a couple of the interviews too yeah now so would you she, say that you are are your typical mom or are you more like uh, i feel Andrea? like i feel like so this this show i started watching it um shortly after we had our our son our first child um and i feel like i'm very grateful to have this show in my life because i do relate to her as a mom and i because i don't feel like i'm a typical mom where once you have kids you kind of change and become this different person who watches their language and (laughs) 
and is um, just um, doing everything for their kid all the time. Right. Yeah. So um, you're still the same person you are. You're still the same still person. Are. I think I saw another interview with uh, Andrea Savage um, that I read where she said something like how she was too edgy for a lot of the roles that she was going yeah. for. And yeah. she said, you know, just because I'm a mom doesn't mean I'm not edgy in real yeah. life. I'm a mom in real life and I'm still kind of edgy, yeah. I guess. I'm not that edgy. <laughs> right. But yeah. Yeah. So she wanted to create the show um, to give like a more realistic portrayal of um, of a mom and a, a woman and, and also right. have a relationship where, you know, she and her husband just have a good relationship. Have a good relationship. They, and they like do on each the show other. Too. They have fun yeah. together. It's not like a lot of drama and it's not like, it's like, oh, the husband's so dumb and I right. can't stand him or... Or whatever, and um, and now this show too. You know, we mentioned that it's a you know focuses on someone who is a writer of mm-hmm, comedy, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of shows like that yep. um, where you have comedians that sort of are driving the plot, and they're playing in a way a version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, her version of herself here, though, she's not. I mean, they don't really get into her job, I guess, too much. But you know, in real life, mm-hmm. she's on Veep from time to time, and it doesn't seem yeah. like Andrea's character is you know, like on a show on like shows. Veep or anything yeah. like that. She's just a writer mm-hmm. um, and seems like maybe developing shows. But, you know, it, it's sort of similar in a way to, um, I guess, what was I going to say it's similar to? You know, I was blanking out for a second, but I was thinking how like the show Rami, when we talked about oh, yeah. that, mm-hmm. he's a comedian, but he's not playing a comedian. Yeah. And when we talked about that show, it was like, there's, you can contrast that with shows like Louie, where mm-hmm. like Louie is a comedian, but he's playing a comedian. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I can take this show, I'm Sorry, and contrast it with that even as well. Because it's right. not like, I'm a comedian, and that's like the whole thing that's driving the show forward. It's yeah, more it's of more like a relationship like and a family. Life and, yeah. 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 Um, and so she has mentioned in interviews that she had tried in the past to develop series, and they... Um, didn't really go anywhere um so when she was kind of pitching this show she actually did like a presentation like a 14 minute presentation that she actually like shot yeah so um, that way they could get the rhythm of how the lines yeah, were and, and everything like that because i feel like and i feel like this is maybe going to be an issue for us even as we talk about the show like we can tell you what's happening but it doesn't fully give you an idea of like how funny it is yeah this show you really have so to, like watch it this is a show that's you know, and we'll get into it and we'll break it down. But this we've I've shown it to various family members uh-huh. and recommended it to, to many people. This is a show that like when people see it, they're like, well, why didn't why didn't I know about this show yeah. already? We showed Everybody's it to my like, this is my new favorite. show. It's my new favorite show. We yeah. showed it to my uncle the other day uh-huh. and on the 4th of July. No, it wasn't the 4th of July. It was around that. Yeah. He was in town for yeah, the 4th yeah, of yeah. July. So and we they were over. We showed it to him and he's like, oh, my gosh, this is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I've had I've had two favorite shows or, or I've had favorite yeah. shows going back to the nineties or whatever. Yeah. There was Seinfeld, uh-huh. then big bang theory. And now it's going to be this. And look, I'm not a fan of the big bang theory. Me neither, but, but I, I am, am a fan, fan of, of Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that just shows the, the cross section of like the broad appeal of this very funny yeah, show. If people knew about it, they would, they would like it. it. Everybody they, they would, would love it. it yeah. yeah. Loved it. Even it doesn't matter if you've got, you know, if you like, prestige comedies or you like just whatever's on yeah so it's hilarious yeah should we say why we've showed it to so many people yes yeah let's uh, <laughs> well no let's get into that a little bit all right because we'll, we'll save that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like people are gonna be like why are they showing it to everybody <laughs> anyway we'll, we'll get there but any anyway so she had made that presentation um in order to convey the tone and um that ended up working she was able to um, get it developed with True TV. Yeah, um, and it, and the show is also it's so it's produced by Gloria Sanchez Productions, mm-hmm. which we talked about on our Dead to Me episode because yep. that's the uh, sort of the female driven side of the production company that Will Ferrell and Adam McKay founded, yeah. uh, which is Gary Sanchez Productions, mm-hmm. and um, and it's also produced by uh, well Club Cablamo. I don't know what that is. It's in our notes here, mm-hmm. but also uh, Lonely Island uh, mm-hmm. Productions, which Lonely Island is uh, Andy Samberg and, and those guys. Yeah. Now so I did lots of funny. Uh, lots of funny people involved. Yeah. Although I did uh, listen to one of the interviews with Andrea Savage. She mentioned that those guys are all very, very supportive mm-hmm. and they were instrumental in getting the show made, but they're not necessarily hands on on the creative side Which of it. Which I think is maybe the best case scenario oh, when, I you're, think so too. when you're developing like a funny show with a funny person is let them do their thing. Just well, like yeah. trust them and allow them to do what they And that's want. a pretty good, you know, I guess 
seal of approval or whatever when it's like will ferrell and all these guys are uh, not guys you know but like and all these people (laughs) are like uh yeah uh go make your show it's hilarious oh yeah it's a huge vote of confidence yeah Yeah. and so um and then too when you watch the opening credits and you see names like will ferrell and andy samberg it's like Mm -hmm. whoa wait a second what is this show yeah Uh, (laughs) which is cool too um so and also uh side note too about this first episode this pilot episode was directed by Rachel Lee Goldenberg, who is also the director of A Deadly Adoption, speaking of Will Ferrell, (laughs) that's the Lifetime original movie, which we've mentioned before, uh, which stars Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig, which Mm -hmm. is ridiculous and Mm -hmm. really not that great or funny, but it's weird that it exists. Anyway, look up A Deadly Adoption, watch some of that. We talked about it on our other podcast. I don't remember which podcast we talked about that on, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, So... um, Let's talk about this pilot episode. Do you want to read the description for the pilot episode? Yeah. um, Let's do it. Here we go. Andrea learns a scandalous secret about another mom at school. Friends and family are concerned when Andrea's doctor tries to reach her on a Saturday. So that gives you two different plots that are going on in this episode. There we go. Mm -hmm. There we go. So let's start off and talk about that opening sequence, what we think about it, what's happening. And we're not going to go into a lot of super specifics on this, um, Mm -hmm. but uh, do you want to kind of explain what's going on here? All right. So the reason we're not going to try to go into super specifics is um, in case anyone's watching with uh, little kids or anything, um, this is more of an adult show adult content yeah Um, so well this show yeah i guess this show um we're gonna talk about some things that are i I guess more adult oriented in a way Mm -hmm. but we're gonna either use a lot of euphemisms um, yeah we're gonna try not to make you too uncomfortable yeah we want to make it so if you're listening with children it's still okay enough yeah Um, but um take note that if you do watch the show you probably don't want to watch it with little kids although and on that note (laughs) The reason we've been showing it to everybody is that this is our one-year-old son's favorite show. Favorite show. He loves it. Favorite. Sometimes putting it on is the only way we can get him to stop screaming. <laughs> From the time he was like just a few months old, we would put him in yeah. his in his you know his little pack and play thing, and uh-huh. he'd be crying and crying, and then we put the show on, and magically he would just be just oh, yeah. entranced by it. Yeah, he just sits there and watches it. He claps for it. He smiles and laughs. And he, he doesn't do this it. for anything else. No, no other kids shows, no other shows nothing. in general, nothing. This Recently, he has gotten thing. into some of the Baby Shark stuff, Yeah, but that was much later. Yeah, and even that, he doesn't have the no, same affinity for it. He doesn't watch it with sorry. such the attention span. Yeah. I mean, we've watched season one and two. We bought season two on, on Amazon through, through Amazon, yeah. which if you don't have cable, you don't have True TV, you can buy these seasons uh, mm-hmm. through Amazon. But um, but uh, we've watched those so many times. We watch it all the time with him. He often demands it. I'm dreading the day when he can actually like understand what they're saying. And I Yeah, because again, like, it's very graphic. <laughs> it, it's very graphic. And and then I have to like stop showing it to him once he can understand what's uh, yeah, what's that's actually gonna be going a sad on. Day. It's going to be sad. I don't know how he's going to handle it. I know. And I don't know why he loves it so much. The only thing I can think of is maybe the way that the way the couple communicates and looks, it's I think it's a little bit like us. us. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, yeah. if you're listening and you're wondering uh, what you're listening to, watch the show. We, yeah. We look similar to that. Yeah. And we we'll act, take that. We act similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although we are a little younger, too. Yes. I yeah. Let's add, yeah. point that out. I want to point that out. Although they look good. Tom <laughs> Everett Scott. Can we talk about Tom Everett Scott, who's in this? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Tom Everett Scott. Uh, who plays? You might know him from uh, uh, That Thing You Do. I think his name is Guy in That Thing You Do. He's the drummer. Yeah. Shades. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's also on Dead Man on Campus. Mm-hmm. Another fantastic uh Tom Everett Scott role. He's in a, yeah. he's been in a lot of shows and stuff too. You guys know him. If you haven't if you're not sure of the name and you see him, you'll be like, Oh yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. And uh and then Andrea Savage and it, we were talking about this opening scene though. Let's get into that. Okay, let's do it. So the the show opens um with Andrea and her husband, Mike, played by Tom Everett Scott, and their daughter Amelia. Um her, the actress's name is Olive Petrucci, by the way. She's a little girl about five years old. Right. She's like kindergarten age. Yeah. Or preschool age. Preschool. 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 Second season, season, they're in kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the three of them are um, out to eat. Um, and the little girl is asking some pretty gr- graphic questions about how babies are born and what that does to the mom's body. And... Um, we kind of get a sense of Andrea's parenting approach in this scene um, because she's answering Amelia's questions, um, you know, very openly, directly, honestly. Um, 
but Amelia is talking very loudly and um, kind of causes everyone in the restaurant to turn and look at them while they're having this very awkward conversation um, because then Andrea is kind of like giving her explanation of um, what happens when a woman uh, gives birth, uh, what happens to her body and how it goes back to normal, sure. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> is what I'll, yeah. Is yeah, I think this show, this, this opening scene, it really, for one, and I think I saw it in your notes here that we'll talk about a little bit more, but the title, I'm sorry, sort of uh-huh. like I am apologizing for what is happening right now, yeah. that kind of situation, <laughs> because she's just talking so loud. It's embarrassing and it's awkward. And I think yeah. it's a great opening scene because it kind of sets the stage of like, this is an outspoken and sort of ridiculous person and family yeah. that is somehow navigating this world where everyone else is not this way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although I will say too, when we get more into the episode, this first episode feels a lot like a curb your enthusiasm kind of episode. Yeah, very curb like vibe. Where for you've sure. got like a person that is sort of, I guess, picking fights with strangers in a way. Uh-huh. Um, and, or, uh huh. Or maybe less picking the fights as getting them picked with her, like Larry David on curb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely picking those fights, but Andrea is maybe more like um, on the I'm sorry side of things <laughs> right. where, where other people are um, attacking her and she's apologizing. Well, one thing she mentioned <laughs> in one of the interviews we saw is that um, each episode is sort of follows in a way a different structure mm-hmm. because real it's based on real life stories of herself yeah. and of her writing, you know, uh, the writing staff on the show mm-hmm. and how that just dictates it to be different structures. So even though yeah. if you watch this first episode and you're like, I don't know if I need another show like this, um, then, you know, keep watching because it's, it, you know, there's a lot of different ways that the plot kind of goes. That's true. And I do, I love this pilot episode. It's way funnier than most episodes of most shows, but it's not my favorite episode of the show. It's maybe my least favorite episode yeah, of, of I'm Sorry. It's, it's uh, at, at least in the beginning, it kind of starts off slower i guess mm-hmm. yeah. um so there's that opening scene and then we get the opening uh the opening credits mm-hmm. we get some upbeat music this is, this is where our baby when he's watching he really starts he, to starts, like, clapping, he starts clapping dancing, dancing a little clapping. bit <laughs> he loves it it's uh do you want to sing the kind of music it is it's like it's just like upbeat fun music and um that's playing while um andrea is just kind of driving around la she's like eating oatmeal we were we were watching it and thinking how it's kind of similar to the opening of uh, Big Little Lies, yeah. which we talked about on our on our show a few weeks ago. Yeah, Big Little Lies in the opening. They're all driving across that big bridge yeah, in it's Monterey. A bunch of moms, that um, music is playing. Yeah. Do you have a water? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. the worst singing of what yeah. I forgot how it goes. Oh, I, I, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> but I like but yeah, to think it's that. Like, well, what's interesting too is this is set in California. Yeah, it's so not. It's, it's like, not set in Monterey, but yeah, but it's, it's definitely like upper middle class uh, California yeah. moms. and this opening driving scene, around, right? So yeah, she's probably not, driving their kids to school, right? And yeah. this opening scene, she's not necessarily you know driving her kid to school in a way, but a lot of this does um, take place at the kids' school and at yeah. school-related events for the kids. So yeah. that kind of plays a big role yeah. in it. So I like to picture that there's people that are less kind of I don't dramatic. know dramatic I guess no, dramatic. <laughs> yeah it's a very different tone from Big Little Lies right. even though um, a lot of the situations are similar in a way yeah yeah um, so that's your kind of opening uh, credits opening sequence there um, and then oh first scene um, once we get into it Andrea is at a dance class yeah and it's a dance class that is for um, older women yeah mostly <laughs> elderly women Andrea is by far one of the youngest people there I think I think the actress is like 46. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's mostly very old women there. And we don't have a lot of context, you know, yet. It's just, you know, she's there. She's It's like a dance class, uh, workout kind of class. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very hot. Yeah, it's summer in L.A., and um, the air isn't on in the class. So, so she goes and she turns on the, uh, it's like one of those window air conditioners. And then she gets approached. Yeah, by... she gets approached by another um, lady there. Uh-huh. Who, by the way, the, um, the actress playing that woman is Judith Light. Um, who's the, she's the star of Who's the Boss. Wow. I've never I watched that. I thought uh, was the star of Who's the Boss. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends on who your definition of the boss is yeah, in this situation. I'm not sure, but it's the the woman. <laughs> oh, from that. okay. Yeah. So and so um, anyway, that woman approaches Andrea and is pissed off that Andrea is turning on 
the AC and basically starts swearing at her for turning on the effing air and she's actually swearing i'm i'm gonna try not to swear right, <laughs> on yeah. this but um um she's anyway she's very hostile andrea's just kind of it's an over it's an overreaction definitely to turning the air conditioning Andrea's, on in Andrea, a hot yeah in a hot uh, workout class yeah andrea's just trying to explain you know it's it's hot we're working out it'd be nice to have the ac on i think everyone would like that on now how would you act in an overreaction like that if that woman if that if that woman came up to you and started swearing at you what would you i I think i would react similar to how andrea does but then cry i would (laughs) later end up crying i don't think andrea does um i would probably ignore it and walk away probably never return to the class (laughs) oh i would definitely never return to the class (laughs) but but yeah the the so the woman is like why don't you ask the rest of the class if they want the effing ac on and so then andrea is like okay and yeah and she does like in between songs she yeah. asks the whole class and she's she's quoting that woman right. as she does it um and so then the rest of the class um first of all does not want the ac on for some reason that i cannot fathom um, well, you gotta get the sweat going <laughs> you know? but also they're very upset with her for swearing at them and she's trying to explain no i'm just I'm just quoting this other woman. This is what she said. And, and that woman is, of course, lying and saying she didn't use that language. Everyone's very upset with her. And that's kind of how the Right. Ends. Well, there's a really great line in there, too, where the, uh, the as, as Andrea's explaining, like, uh-huh. well, it's just so hot in here and it's only 9 a.m. And um, one of the elderly women in the class who's already angry that she's swearing at them mm-hmm. uh, says, of course it's 9 a.m. That's when the class is. Yeah, and it's and like, <laughs> like, I know that's when they <laughs> Yeah. So it's just um, this ridiculous situation that Andrea has found herself in. And that apparently she did find herself in in real life. Yeah. Uh, said, we, so. we heard in an interview that the extras <laughs> in that scene are the people who were in her real life dance class. Yeah. So she must there have. When that happened. They, so. Yeah. That actually happened. So yeah. she must have returned. She must have handled it. Yeah. More gracefully, yeah. I guess, than than either of I, us would have handled it. For sure, yeah, I would have never walked back in there. <laughs> so um, after that, we get uh, the next scene. They uh, we we see at Andrea and Mike's house. Um, mm-hmm. They're it's, having a poker game. Yeah, it's, it's poker it's night. That night. It's um, they're playing poker. And that's nice that it's the couple doing poker. Yeah, both of them. Um, and all I think and, everyone else who's there is a man. Yeah, I think so. Men, yeah, yeah. Andrea is playing. And poker I think with it's. Them. I don't know if it's her friends or his friends or both, because we do see later on they've got sort of different sets of. It's both, I think. I think it's a mix because um, Andrea's writing partner that she works with, Kyle, is there, played by Jason Manzuk. Which, if you're hilarious. on the fence about whether or not you should watch this show, Jason Manzukis is in it. Yeah. And if you don't know who Jason Manzukis is, you do. You've seen yeah. him, and yeah. you've or you've heard his voice. He's, he's hilarious. hilarious. He's, he's on a lot of podcasts too. Yeah, he has his own podcast. How did this get made? He's one of the hosts of that. Right. And that's a really funny podcast. And he's a frequent podcast guest on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I've heard yeah. him on a lot of things. And you know, he's also like any comedy series you've ever seen or comedy movie, he probably pops up. Probably. In he's it. been on Parks and Recreation. Yeah. He's been on The League. Yeah. He is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um. Anyway, so he's there as well as some other actors um, mm-hmm. that looks somewhat vaguely familiar, but I don't have their names right yeah, here or anything, yeah. but they're they're not like recurring characters necessarily. No, and, and Andrea is just kind of like relaying the, the story of the dance class to them. She's telling them all what what happened. Um, and um, Kyle, uh, Jason Manzukis is kind of making fun of her for taking an exercise class with elderly Jewish divorcees, which is... It's pretty inexplicable why she's doing that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, but, she um, says she's a dancer. She's got to move. Yeah. Her body's got to move, she says. Why, then, why do you want to move like an elderly Jewish divorcee? Yeah. That's what Kyle said. <laughs> so, so they're just kind of having fun at their poker game. And then one of the, one of the friends who I believe is a realtor mentions that he just found out one of his coworkers is a former, very prolific adult film star. Um, an adult film star with a particular niche that we're not going to discuss in detail. Yeah, like we mentioned in the beginning, <laughs> we we want to like keep it as PG as we can while still talking about the content of the show. So, yeah. And, you know, we don't want to give away all the jokes if you haven't seen the show yet. And so we'll just kind of say it's a particular niche of a uh, adult film actress, mm-hmm. but we're not going to go into detail, but we'll, we'll, we'll hint at some of the jokes and everything. Yeah, yeah we'll, you know, we'll get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, Kyle's like he's like 
shut up, shut up. You you work with because uh, the guy says the her name and yeah, it says her name is uh, Sienna Sparkle. Sienna Sparkle. That's, that's her stage name. Her uh, her real life. Her real name, he says, is Melissa Waters. And her real, real life name, the actress, it's Jillian, uh, maybe Gillian. I don't ever know if it's Jillian or Gillian. I'm not sure. Probably uh, Jillian. Probably Jillian Vigman, uh, who you probably recognize as well because she's in a lot of things. She, she was also in the pilot of uh, New Girl briefly. She played Schmidt's boss in New Girl for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah, and she pops up in a lot of things. She was also in a lot of commercials, so you've probably seen her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I guess this is Kyle's favorite adult film star. He's very familiar with her work, and he actually pulls up one of her videos on his phone and um, shows it to everybody. And when he does that, Andrea recognizes the woman. So not only is she this other guy's coworker, but she's also the mom of one of her daughter's friends oh my from goodness. class. Yeah. Um, she So she recognizes her. Um, so... The next scene is uh, the following morning, um, and um, Andrea and her husband are in the kitchen, and they're you know talking about that big revelation from the night before, finding out that um, Maddie's mom is an adult film star, and they're actually going to see her later on that day because they're going a, to a a birthday party, a kid's yeah, birthday, a kid's birthday party. party. Oh my yeah. goodness. That's so, awkward. Yeah, it's awkward. So they're they're just kind of talking about how it's going to be difficult to like act normal around her now that they they know this. Um, would you be able to act normal in that situation? I think I could do it. Really? I think it would be tricky, but I think I could do it. Do you think I could do it? Uh, no. Okay. I don't. There you go. <laughs> I, I actually, so. I, I, you know what though? Well, no, because I was not in a situation where I would have interacted with her anyway, and I don't want to go into detail, but. I, I've had a similar experience. I've told oh, you about that. Yeah, yeah, about. yeah, yeah. I don't want to go yeah. into it because I don't want to like talk about people or whatever. Yeah. And that's something too is that um, this actually happened in real life for Andrea as well. Mm-hmm. She talked about it on one of the interviews where we saw where mm-hmm. she did she she had like she I think she said she never told them or saw them you know mm-hmm. or whatever but she just knew like they were and, yeah. and it, you know she used that experience to write about here so i don't want to spoil anything we'll get into the episode and all that and talk about that but yeah i so i i acted normal when yeah. i've seen them yeah <laughs> yeah so that's what um yeah <laughs> andrea and mike's plan is for going to this party they just act normal yeah they and they they totally feel like you know this her past is her business and it doesn't change their opinion of her. And well, Andrea too says, she says, one. as a as a comedy person, I could be very immature about this. I literally could not sleep last night. Yeah, she couldn't <laughs> sleep because she was like delighted by this news. She found it very um, intriguing and hilarious. What is Mike's so, response to that? Um, So Mike is like, <laughs> clearly Melissa's put this behind her, pun intended. Which uh, gives you a little hint as to um, the niche that we were talking about, <laughs> but um, so anyway, that's the that's where they kind of um, uh, agree to handle this. They're yeah. just not gonna address it's it. Not when gonna they, address it when they see her. Um, they're not gonna tell anybody. And now, and there's also a, another plot kind of going on here, which we mm-hmm. mentioned that episode description is that Andrea also mentions that she had missed a call from the doctor with results from her recent physical yeah and, and it's, it's saturday it's a saturday doctors so don't often call on saturday no so mike thinks it's a little concerning it's a little concerning is calling on saturday andrea doesn't think so she thinks it's no big deal right um and andrea kind of um to show her sense of humor she kind of jokes that um the doctor is calling about her raging chlamydia she says <laughs> and um that's when mike is like you are somebody's mother and then this line this next line where uh-huh. she says sorry i forgot moms aren't supposed to be funny mm-hmm. that's kind of you know that gets at more that like the premise of the show yeah, like the we were talking about show. before yeah and this is um one of many, the many times that Andrea says sorry or I'm sorry throughout the, the episode in the series. And um, I think that that title is kind of a commentary on how women are made to feel that they need to apologize for like speaking their minds or just being themselves, um, not being those stereotypical moms that um, we typically see on TV. Yeah, I think so. And, and I think that, um, well, one, a little side note here too is they say I'm sorry like in every episode. It's like a running yeah, gag. And they say it at least multiple once, times. Yeah. In this first episode, they say it I want to say five to ten times. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Um, but you know, this show too, you were mentioning that it's sort of breaking the stereotype of what a mother might be or a mm-hmm. woman might be. You know, we've covered some episodes of show, shows on this podcast like 
last week we talked about keeping up with the Kardashians, mm-hmm. which, you know, is more of a show for women than for men in a way. Yeah, I would um, say so. You know, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we've covered things like Dead to Me, uh, which is also, you know, kind of more directed toward women, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. And same with Big Little, Big Little Lies, Lies. also mm-hmm. kind of more directed toward women, though I enjoy both of those shows a lot. Mm-hmm. But I would say this show, even though it has a, it's, you know, it's female star, uh, majority female writing staff and everything too. I don't think this show is, I mean, obviously women would like this show, but yeah, this is not like a show where it's like, this is kind of for women, but I, as a man could watch it too. I feel like this is just a show. This, I would put this show in a similar category to it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. This is just a hilarious show. Yeah, it is. It's for everyone. Yeah. Everyone who likes comedy and isn't easily offended. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're easily offended, then uh, you you probably don't want to watch this show. No. It's pretty graphic. When we were watching it with my mom, she was like, "Oh my gosh, they can't say these. Sh- this is on. This is on True TV. They can't yeah. say that on TV. Yeah. But they can though. Yeah, they can. And your mom really enjoyed the show. I think she too. did enjoy yeah. the show a lot. <laughs> so yeah. She wasn't all put off by it at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So anyway, the next scene, they pull up. Uh, Andrea and Mike are pulling up to this party it's a children's birthday party mm-hmm. um one thing they do notice is there's a handicap placard on uh, a car that's kind of pulled up right in the front like and they're like the yeah and they're house. like uh whose car is this and and they're like or well they <laughs> recognize it as melissa's right Meli- yeah melissa being that adult film star right um and so andrea's kind of like speculating about why she might need a handicap tag and whether or not it has anything to do with her former profession um, and so as she's kind of like going on about that, her, her daughter, her like five-year-old daughter is in the backseat, just kind of playing and, um, listening to her parents' conversation. And at one point she like asked what they're talking about. And, and Andrea to, is like, oh, just a pretend person from an old book, she says, <laughs> to just kind of try to, um, to, I guess, dissuade Amelia from being interested in right, listening to their yeah. conversation. That's a good line. Yeah. And I felt like I could really relate to that. I think we could really relate to that because we're, like we mentioned, we're new parents. And so we're kind of getting used to like having someone overhear all of our conversations. Yeah. And- <laughs> I don't know. What point do we have to like tone it down and change up what we're know, talking about? I don't know, but I feel like we're... we're we're going to be a lot like the parents on this show where we're not going to do a very it's good gonna job of that. It's going to be tricky because I, I know that our kid who's, you know, what was he, 14 months, 13 months? 13 months. 13 months. Mm-hmm. I, I can't count months. Um, <laughs> we've established this on earlier episodes. I don't know how math yeah, works. He's a year. A year plus. He's a year old. A year plus. That's enough. Anyway, he understands a lot of words. Mm-hmm, he can't mm-hmm. say like a lot of words. He can say a few words. Mm-hmm. Um, he can say cheers when we clink glasses, mm-hmm. which is very impressive it is he can say cheese yeah when he eats cheese yeah um those duck. are two things that he, he can say duck mm-hmm. when he has a, a duck toy um so he knows some words is he know our words i don't know oh, i don't man. know so yeah this is uh concerning <laughs> yeah um, and i feel like we're probably going to be very similar to these characters and how we raise our child i think so <laughs> we already are pretty similar i think to these yeah, characters which is are. maybe why uh why our kid likes it so much yeah um so the next thing they they you know they park their car they roll up into the party mm-hmm. um the party is for the daughter of maureen uh mm-hmm. which is played by judy greer because yeah. of course judy greer is in everything yeah she uh, <laughs> again if you don't recognize the name you definitely recognize her to see her she's she's often like the um the friend or the sidekick in like romantic comedies, like uh, The Wedding Planner. She's in that. Oh yeah, um, she's it's a good one. Yeah, kind of. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, she's uh, she's also very funny. She pops up in a lot of things, and um, and she's in a few episodes of this. She's not like in every episode. It's not like her yeah. best friend or something like that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, also when we were watching it too with my family, they were like, "What do I? Who, where do I know that woman from?" Mm-hmm. Um, but it's from everything. That's where she's from. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a party for her daughter. Um, there's a fun line where she says her daughter, Chelsea, um, Chelsea's so excited that Amelia could come. And Chelsea just looks completely disinterested. Yeah, disinterested <laughs> in the party, disinterested in Amelia. And it's a fun party. It's like a mermaid theme. Yeah, it's like a pretty elaborate, like under the sea theme. And um, um, uh, Andrea, when when um, Maureen says that, is like, oh, she looks excited. <laughs> like, pointing out that she clearly does not look excited and Maureen just tells her daughter to get in the bounce house and go have fun. Um, but that kind of like 
to me just kind of like hinted at like maybe these elaborate parties are more for the the parents the adults to kind of like show off than they are for the kids to actually enjoy and that reminded me of big little lies too oh yeah they've got some big parties in yeah, there and even they mentioned it not in the pilot i don't think but in some subsequent episodes right kids yeah parties. well because it's always it's always uh amabelle's birthday on big little Lies. always <laughs> amabelle's birthday no and they even mentioned that actually <laughs> and you know on big little eyes even just i don't think it'll spoil anything if you're not caught up if you're not watching that but um adam scott's character in response uh to someone asking if he wants to dance mm-hmm. um he says, I'll dance when it's not for show. It's not putting on a show for everybody here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that is kind of what these parties are. Again, though. Yeah, they're very performative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, though, this is totally different. Uh, different vibe. Different vibe here. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, rich people, but not rich people. Not obnoxious Not wealthy rich. people. I yeah, would say not, well off. Like. Mike is a lawyer and Andrea right. is a, a TV writer. So right. they make decent money. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, I would say maybe. Kardashians first season rich. I don't even know not, if they're that rich because those had yeah. like they had a lot of money. But certainly not Kardashians sixteenth season rich. These are like rich <laughs> in like uh, I don't know. You ever watch like um what's the, what's where they buy the house on HGTV? The uh, what house hunters? House hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't think of that. <laughs> they're they're like hunting for something. And, uh, I don't know what it was. Uh, but you'll watch and they'll be in like California, and it's like oh this this house is you know pretty nice pretty nice and it's like three million dollars and you're like oh my gosh these people are millionaires mm-hmm. it's just like that that level yeah Buy, not buying just like a uh what's the fix it up show not fixer up or the other one <laughs> with the couple that's not together anymore flipper flop flipper flop those houses <laughs> are pretty nice is nicer than those yeah mm-hmm. you like that yeah that was a good um look it's a tv podcast establishing where we're at and i wanted to this bring in some other socioeconomic <laughs> stratosphere that we're in i think it's good yeah. to know good to know that's <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think of the names of those shows. I don't know. You, yeah. you watch them. The, you know, I do. I like them. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, um, so they arrive at the party and um, Maureen um, kind of offers to take Andrea's purse, but Andrea wants to keep it with her because she's waiting on a call for a doctor. And when Maureen hears that, she's also concerned, like Mike was. Um, she thinks the doctor is calling about AIDS, cancer, diabetes, something terrible like that is what she says. Um um but um oh also andrea and mike notice melissa when yes, they get there sienna sparkle sienna sparkle there she is and they're having a really hard time not staring at her <laughs> mike mentions <laughs> they don't teach you about this in parenting books and, and it's and true they don't i, I they read don't. one of the parenting books no mention of what to do when your kid is in class with a did not mention that porn star. at all they mentioned <laughs> um what kind of food to give them from uh-huh, time to time yeah. they mentioned things about daycare yeah but not the important stuff not the important stuff <laughs> no <laughs> what are you gonna do you gotta rely on shows like i'm sorry to you help got you. to uh, navigate that <laughs> <laughs> the, the book we read though what was it the french how to parent like a frenchman oh bringing up baby bringing up baby yeah which i enjoyed a lot yeah, actually a the audible book uh is frenchman the right word i don't know is that an offensive term? i don't know I'm usually if you sure. add man to the end of the country it's offensive yeah i'm gonna true. say i'm not i'm not not gonna let's edit that out here we go and frenchman i didn't say that <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You like that's where we're starting. Yeah, now we're back on track. Back on track. I'm not editing that out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what do we got next? Oh, uh, uh, so they're making some uh, uh, some crafts yeah, at this party. Yeah, they're still party, making some crafts. Yeah. Um, a lot of the episodes, they go to children's birthday parties. Not yeah. like a lot, a lot, but it's a yeah. frequent thing that happens. Yeah, and which makes me kind of like dread our future. Like, it's do parents like go to birthday parties constantly it seems like it. we're going to one in a few weeks oh we are yeah but yeah. it's for a good friend of mine yeah his daughter so I'm, I'm not, not dreading that. i'm not dreading that but i guess i am kind once of dreading once our kid is in school yeah and a little older friends whose parents we don't know and we have to go to those parties well when i was a kid i don't, I don't recall any other that. adults coming to my parties so <laughs> yeah i guess things I must be different thing. now oh where man parents have to go yeah ah, <laughs> you can but. go <laughs> Although well, both parents do go to all the parties parents, on here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so they're still at the party. Um, they're kind of like doing some birthday crafts. And Andrea is um, discussing Cinderella mm-hmm. with another little girl there. Um, and Andrea is saying she wishes Cinderella would have stood up for herself to her stepmother and stepsisters. And the little girl says, I like princesses because they're pretty and they wear pretty dresses. And get whatever you want. 
want. <laughs> she like she whispers that part like that, like she kind whispers, of out of the side of her mouth. Get whatever you want. Yeah, it's, it's really creepy, creepy and, and real hilarious. weird. <laughs> so weird. I, I enjoy that line a lot. Yeah, and Andrea is like horrified by it, um, by like the the life lessons that these kids seem to be internalizing. I yeah. guess from society. I'm um, also sitting there and horrified by that. Um, comment from the little girl is um, another parent uh, named Brian who's played by what's that guy's name? Oh Gary Anthony Williams Yeah, and Gary he's Anthony hilarious. Williams is so funny mm-hmm. he's probably my favorite character on the show but he's just really funny if you don't know who he is you probably recognize him at least a little bit he's also uh, known for being uh, he's the voice he does a lot of voiceover stuff as mm-hmm. well and he's uh the voice of uncle ruckus from the boondocks maybe his most well-known role yeah and um, he has a podcast he does day drinking with gary and elliot gary mm-hmm. and elliot and uh andrea savage was on an episode of that yeah. which it's uh, a funny was where we got a we lot like of that it. from that's a great podcast mm-hmm. if you've not listened to that podcast you should check it out because a lot of times even if they have guests because they have like guests on and they drink and stuff like that but even if you don't know the guests that well this dude is so funny um I just love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is the first time we meet Brian here in the scene. And he's and a regular. He's in like yeah. most of the episodes. He yeah. shows up. He's another parent of a child that's the same age as uh, Amelia, which is Andrea's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when that other little girl says, get whatever you want, Brian's like, we're already saving up for Izzy's therapy. He's talking about his little girl and um, how what they think they're going to need to do to like keep her normal right. <laughs> yeah um so but this this um this whole part with these this little girl talking about princesses um kind of made me think like throughout the whole series andrea is kind of she seems to be kind of at war with the societal expectations of like girls and mothers and wives and kind of struggling to help her daughter navigate all this um princesses come up in other episodes oh yeah there's a uh, there's a couple episodes i remember specifically and there's there's one where that plot line is really coming up about women and and kind of their place mm -hmm. um uh you know i guess in the world or whatever and amelia after andrea had like had a conversation with amelia about how you know you gotta you gotta get a job and and do something you love and find your passion and things like that and amelia's like asking the other moms what they do for a living Uh and like one of them i don't know what she is but it has a job and then Uh another one is like oh my job is being so-and-so's mommy Uh and she's like that's not enough (laughs) yeah that's not enough what else do you do Yeah. yeah so yeah but that's that's kind of like a major theme in the series um um because i mean this is a silly show um and it's not like it it's not like it's dramatic or trying to tackle big issues but it is still just through comedy and still and through just being a a vehicle for a female comedy writer um it's kind of tackling those issues of like what does it mean to be a woman what does it mean to be a mom what does it mean to be a wife and can you define those things on for yourself on your own terms see i think this is interesting you know we're kind of going through the plot of the episode and and you know just talking about what's happening in the show but also talking about some other things too but you know we mentioned before on the podcast that we're both english majors Mm -hmm. and like this is something that's kind of fascinating to me in that like I mean, I get it. People still read books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not one of them. Uh, but you know, uh, I mean, I do. I mentioned that baby book I listened to. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't listen read it. to it on Audible. <laughs> but yeah. like, you know, hundred years ago, two hundred uh-huh. years ago, these are the big questions. You know, what does it mean to be a woman in society? How does how is life changing for women yeah. and, and that sort of thing? Um, those would be. I mean, if you read a book where that was like the major theme, it'd be like, wow, what a what a classic, what a what a uh-huh. excellent work of literature from Virginia Woolf, or I don't know if she wrote about stuff like that, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, mm-hmm. But like now we've got these just just uh, you know vulgar and, mm-hmm. and crude and ridiculously funny shows that are dealing with those same that are dealing with the same issues, issues. questions um maybe in a more profound way and maybe yeah may, or an uh, equally profound way or equally least. profound yeah, profound definitely but definitely a more relatable it's relatable way, it's accessible it's more yeah accessible and relevant to um the lives i think most of us are living here right in the 21st and century. it's something too i know i mean i know our one-year-old son probably shouldn't be watching a show with all this kind of language in it but like probably let's just say he was totally is let, yeah but let's just say he was like <laughs> a little bit older maybe maybe he's like 12 and maybe we found an edited version or whatever yeah. like that 
like they could even take in all of that, you know, yeah. instead of just like watching, you know, random whatever cartoons or whatever. And he's not going to read a book that's right. an old timey like book about women in society, but like yeah. he can get that from this. I think yeah. it's a cool way to, to be like, cause if you saw this show, you'd be like, well, that's not for kids, but it's like, it kind of is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know they're like <laughs> swearing and talking about sex a lot, but, um, aren't they being the kind of person that I think is a good person? And I'd say yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's not something I necessarily have a problem with my son seeing. I think it's just an interesting way of how we take in these sort of cultural things now instead of, you know, through books. So definitely. Yeah. Look at that. Having a, having a smart conversation about a a smart, but very, very vulgar show. Yeah. Very. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, So, um, Meanwhile, at the party, Andrea has missed another call from her doctor's office. So she she calls back again, tries to get the receptionist to just give her the results, but she she's not allowed to. The receptionist isn't allowed to. Maureen and Brian, meanwhile, think something is horribly wrong they do. with Andrea. He comments, he says something about her breath. He's like, your breath smells, um, it smells weird. Not yeah. bad, not yeah. bad. It just smells, it smells weird. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one of the things in the interview I listened to with uh, Gary Anthony Williams, who plays Brian. Uh-huh. Well, with him and Andrea Savage, um, they mentioned that because he he was asking Andrea Savage, he's uh-huh. like, "How much of this is all uh, improv?" <laughs> you know, because it's a lot of that's improv. And she was like, "Well, actually, really, it's mostly our scenes, with, mm-hmm. meaning her and uh, Gary Anthony Williams are improv because uh-huh. um, a lot of it's actually scripted out. But those people that are really good improv actors, yeah, uh, they improv those a little bit more mm-hmm. and you can kind of see that in a lot of his scenes where he just yeah. kind of goes and he's he's yeah anyway yeah, so that's I'm, sort of what I'm happens guessing there. the scenes with Jason Manzoukas are probably yeah Jason Manzoukas as well yeah, yeah who is just so funny definitely but he's got a terrible egg allergy which I heard on the Dak oh, Shepard podcast does, so yeah. do not uh, eat eggs and then make out with uh, Jason Manzoukas please don't if you're gonna make out with Jan- Jason Manzoukas do not eat eggs beforehand don't do it but you should make out with him I would I might. If he's she, I don't, he's got a big beard. I'm not into it, but big other than beard. that, good looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so anyway, um, another thing that's going on at this party is um, Andrea recognizes an old lady who had yelled at her at that dance class at the party. Um, so she kind of like points around and is like, what's that lady doing here? And um, her husband, Mike, is like, oh, that's Diane. Um, she's a grandma that he's met at drop off. Um, at the school. And he says she's the sweetest lady in the world. Yeah. And um, Diane kind of, she waves at Mike, but kind of frowns at Andrea. <laughs> so Andrea just decides to get this out of the way and go up to Diane and apologize for um, the language she was using at dance class. Um, although, again, saying I was just quoting that woman. That's not how I really talk. And um, Diane kind of begrudgingly forgives Andrea. That scene where she says that's not the way I really talk. Uh-huh. One, that's not true. No, she totally does. It reminded me, because t- we watched this so many times now, uh-huh. uh, it reminds me of uh, Paula Deen when oh, Paula yeah. Deen said that she's only said the N-word one time in her life. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, Paula Deen. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, so D- Diane uh, kind of forgives Andrea, but, um, but Andrea does say, you know, it was pretty hot in there. People were sweating. And Diane is like, you were sweating. <laughs> so she clearly is still not uh, uh, a big fan of Andrea. Um, but anyway, Andrea gets pulled away from that conversation by Maureen, who um, has a big secret to, to tell Andrea. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maureen has just found out that Maddie's mom is an adult film star. Which and, and Andrea's like, I already knew that. Yeah, I knew that. And uh, Maureen's kind of annoyed that Andrea didn't tell her. Um, but um, so the way Maureen found out is um, there was an anonymous email that was just sent to the whole class um, outing Maddie's mom, Melissa, and um, saying that it kind of goes against their family values um, and that everybody should boycott the school picnic if Melissa is going to be there. And Andrea is just horrified by this on, on As Melissa's As anybody behalf. should be. Yeah, that's a terrible thing to, to say. Yeah. <laughs> terrible thing to do. Um, but anyway, this this anonymous email was sent by Horse Lover 3000. Horse Lover 3000. Yeah. So um, Andrea then takes it upon herself to try to figure out who sent that email. So she kind of goes through the rest of the party 
asking people about horses and trying to figure out who might be horse lover 3000. <laughs> I think that's a good strategy. Yeah, um, yeah. So she's um she she and uh, Maureen note that there was someone in the class who had had like a pony party last year, but they're not sure is that the same as a horse and so another boy's mom wears cowboy boots. Um Andrea walks around asking people if they've seen the movie War Horse and what they thought of it. Which, do you know, what is War Horse? I remember that coming out, but I don't know what it's about. See, I feel like War Horse came out around the same time that, like, is that is it a Steven Spielberg movie? I don't know. For is some reason like, in my head, I got it confused with the Abraham Lincoln movie. I think it's the same time period, maybe. I feel like maybe it's a Secretariat knockoff movie. When War Horse is about a horse that went to war. I mean, a person was riding on it, obviously. Was it like the Trojan horse? No, no. I think it was an American. Huh. It was an American tale. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well so anyway, uh, yeah, Andrew is asking people about that. Horse Lover 3000. What, um, what year was it, do you think, when this person got this email address? That's like a 1996 email address. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I used to, because um, I'm an educator, as I mm-hmm. mentioned before on this podcast, and I used to have to email like documents, um, students, like they would turn in things through email, but be- mm-hmm. before they got their own like school administered email account, I'd be getting things from like cool guy 72 <laughs> or like anarchy skateboard 65. <laughs> so email addresses used to be real stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we've resolved that with uh, Gmail. Yeah. And now people have mostly normal email addresses. Mostly normal. We should. It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess you can kind of tell like how old a person is based on how normal their email addresses i feel like older people tend to have weirder ones if if they had instant yeah they do <laughs> if they had it which will be it'll come up in the show oh, uh if we had like instant messenger now like aol instant uh-huh. messenger um what, what what was your like instant messenger screen name back in the day because these that's what like, horse lovers kind of like i'm embarrassed i'm embarrassed to say it oh it okay g sweetie seven G sweetie, sweetie was just an I, no E at the end of it. G for Gia. G, that's confusing. When you're telling people, you gotta like write it down. Then yeah. G sweetie seven. Yeah. Because you. I thought it was. What's the really seven good. for? Was G sweetie one through six taken? Oh, uh, was Leonardo DiCaprio's Stop numerology it. number? <laughs> His numerology number. What was that? I don't know. What? I don't know. But I was really into him in middle school. I don't like this. I don't like it either. <laughs> Looking oh, <man>. back, <laughs> you wanna know what I was? What was yours? Actually, you know what? I don't remember it, but I do remember my email address back in the day, mm-hmm. and it was Skater Dude seventy four. Was seventy four? That was the recommended one after Skater Dude <laughs> wasn't was taken. <laughs> That's cool. That's so, real cool. Hey, cool, there cool, we cool. go. Yeah. Um, so anyway, while Andrea is like asking around at the party, trying to find Horse Lover 3000, um, Melissa, the adult film star, asks um, Andrea to keep an eye on her daughter while she uses the restroom. Um, and also, um, Andrea gets a call from her friend Kyle, who wants to know if Melissa's there at the party and what she looks like. And Andrea's like, she looks like a mom. And, and Kyle goes, gross. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle again is Jason Manzoukas. Yeah. And he's hilarious. Yeah, um, but while she's on the phone with Kyle, Andrea misses another call from her doctor, um, and um, so um, Brian comes up to Andrea and asks her if she's connected with her doctor yet, and Andrea's like, Brian, why are you so involved? And he's like, you I know, like, I like to I be like involved. I like to be involved, <laughs> yeah. which is a running gag, because uh, yeah. he says it at least two more times, I think, throughout the, at least maybe the first season, I don't know about the second too, yeah. but... Um, just him saying he likes to be involved in things. One of many running gags. Yeah, one thing the I show. love about this show, it's got running gags throughout. You know, like we mentioned, they say "I'm sorry" in every episode. Mm-hmm. We got that going on, uh, but there's like um, in the first season alone, uh, Andrea and Kyle go to a coffee shop to do uh-huh. a lot of their writing, and there's a blind person in the coffee mm-hmm. shop. And there's something going on with that blind person that you just see, like in the first time you see him, it's there's no joke there even. Yeah. And then the joke kind of gradually yes. throughout the there's episodes, throughout the arc. Yeah. The Same joke. with the uh, the neighbor who wears shorts. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't even want. It. It's so funny. I, yeah, I love you just it. Have shorts to is watch it. You just a have great to character too. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it, do, it does a great job of that, which I really like a lot. And the tank top in the second season. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so a little later, um, Andrea um, goes to use the restroom and she finds a phone on the floor and um, she can see from the home screen picture that it's uh, Melissa's phone. Um, but Andrea hits her head on the sink when she bends down to pick up the phone. And she says a lot of swear words. Oh, yeah. She, uh, she says the C word, guys. Like a, se- like a sailor. Like a sealer. sealer. <laughs> like a sealer. You know, someone who seals things. Like oh, I tiles. thought it was like the person like at SeaWorld who, who, who works, works with, with the, the that's a uh, that's a um sealologist. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a technical term. I would I would think so. Uh imagineer, uh sealagen mm, just making words up now. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> but yeah. So Andrea is uh, <laughs> Hold up. Sealer. I hardly know her. There okay. we go. There we go. <laughs> Andrea is swearing in the bathroom and she opens the door to walk out. And um, Diane, the the old lady from her dance class, is standing there with her granddaughter and she's horrified by horrified. Andrea's swearing. And she kind of walks off and Andrea um, kind of runs after her, apologizing for, for swearing again. Um, and then Andrea is confronted by Melissa, who... Uh, thinks that Andrea sent the Horse Lover 3000 Why does she think that? Well, a few reasons. For one, Andrea has been staring at her since she arrived at the party. Mm-hmm. But also, Andrea's been talking to everyone about horses. <laughs> Melissa says, nobody else liked War Horse. Fact. Now, I do think <laughs> that my parents liked War Horse. I feel like they went and saw War Horse <laughs> and they were like, this is a good movie. Huh. So, I'm not sure. All right. We'll check Mixed back with you. Mixed reviews of War Horse, we'll see. I guess. We'll see. But um, <laughs> but everyone's kind of gathering to watch um, this confrontation between Andrea and Melissa. Andrea's trying to explain that she's on Melissa's side and was just trying to find out who sent the email for her. Um, but Melissa's not really buying it. And in the middle of all this, Andrea gets a call from her doctor, and, which she's been waiting for all day. So she has she's to take, take the, it. She's yeah. got to take the call. Yeah. Melissa's annoyed by that. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's kind of annoyed by Andrea taking the call. But um, she does. And it turns out the doctor was just calling to say that Andrea had successfully lowered her cholesterol, which she'd been working on. There we go. Yeah, what do, we, what so do we call that? So that didn't lead to anything. It was just a uh, something. Is that a thing? Is that kind was, of name? Uh, a red herring a red herring is that the right yeah. word i think so yeah because yeah. uh-huh. you kind of think you know it's the first episode what are they yeah. gonna say she's got cancer and then we're gonna deal with that as a story arc right no or a a macguffin is, is that, that a macguffin a macguffin is when you like there's something that everybody is treat like the characters are treating it as like important, it's important so but then it didn't matter at all i think that's yeah what a MacGuffin. sort of could be like that yeah you ever if you ever go to uh the I think it's the AMC movie theaters, the uh-huh. little bar where you can get like drinks and like snacks and stuff, uh-huh. you know, that they have there. That's called MacGuffin. You know that? That's what fun. is the bar? The is? bar is, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Because they would use that's MacGuffins fun. like in Hitchcock movies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a little movie term. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, anyway, Andrea gets off the phone and um, um, again, everyone's annoyed with her for taking that call. Still not still not buying her uh, story that she was on Melissa's side. Well, yeah, Melissa calls Andrea out for um, some of her own secrets yeah. as well. And she says that um, you served cupcakes at the last you know school function or whatever that had food coloring in them, even though uh, you said they were from Whole Foods. Yeah. And that's against you know school policy, yeah. having no food coloring in and, them. And Andrea's like, first of all, I don't think those are really comparable secrets. And they're really not. <laughs> they're they're really not. not. <laughs> no. But um, so, but eventually Melissa does come to believe Andrea and they um, kind of hug it out. And um, Melissa's like, it's just been a rough week. A lot of shit's been coming out. And, and Andrea is really struggling to keep a straight face when Melissa says that. Um, which Why? You, well, again, that's hinting at the uh, niche of uh, film that Melissa was making that we're not going to outright say. <laughs> but um, so. Then we see Melissa walking away with Diane. Uh-huh, the old lady. And Diane's cardigan sort of falls down her shoulder to reveal... A horse on her shirt. Uh-oh. So looked like she was the horse lover. Horse that lover old lady, Diane. Of course it was Diane. Of course, an, you know, nothing against old people, but of course an old lady had a yeah. email, horse lover 3000. Yeah, yeah. So we talked before about how this uh, this episode in particular feels like very like curb like, but it really like 
in how it ends with uh, something from the beginning coming back later, I think is yeah, I a think very so. curb-like I, oh, episode yeah. structure. Well, yeah, and we actually, as we were watching some other episodes, it's almost like if this was Curb Your Enthusiasm, this thing would be what happens at the end. But a lot uh-huh. of times it's not. You yeah. know, they really do follow a lot of different structures. Yeah, they so. kind of throw you some curveballs later on, but but this one does end that way. Yeah, but um, then there's a closing scene as well. Yeah, so there's a closing scene that's kind of a callback to the that beginning um, of the episode where um, Andrea and her husband and her daughter were at that at the restaurant talking about... Um, what the female body does during... Yep. During childbirth. childbirth. Yeah. So this closing scene, we um, get Amelia, the daughter, at school. And she's telling some of her friends um, about what she learned about how um, the woman's body goes back to normal after having a baby. Um, and Andrea, I guess, is kind of like walking up to pick pick her daughter up when that's going on. And then um, Melissa, the adult film star, um, comes up to Andrea and she's like holding her traumatized child and is like asking Andrea if she can talk to her for a second like really angry like um the kid has been upset by Amelia's um the information that right. Amelia yeah, was yeah. relaying to her and, and what does Andrea say Andrea's just like yeah yeah you can just yeah. kind of defeated and then and then what's weird too is that she she turns and looks at the camera and she says I'm sorry and she winks no there's a weird ending there that's not true. That's that not doesn't, true. doesn't happen. Do that. that would be fun, though. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would be, That'd be so weird. <laughs> I, but you could imagine her saying, "I'm sorry" to uh, to Melissa there yeah, right after that, which, sure. is, which gets at that whole, you know, the heart of the show of how that's yeah. going there. So, so that's um, it. That's the first episode of "I'm Sorry." That's the first episode. I mean, we've been looking forward to doing this show because, again, we have watched this so many times. Because A million our child times. Loves it. So your mm-hmm. your child might too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Right? And, and and you probably will. Um, you we really do. You know what? Unless you're offended by things, you mm-hmm. 100% would love this show. It's this a is hilarious a show, show. that it's everybody so should well be watching. Written. It's it on feels Netflix. So true to life. This is something too that when when I hear like on uh you know in the news and stuff recently, The Office is gonna mm-hmm. be taken off of Netflix in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Friends is gonna be taken off of Netflix at the end of mm-hmm. the year. And um, I hope that that brings more kind of recognition to some of these other shows because yeah, it's some, like I don't care if the office is taken off if profile shows yeah. that are also available and are hilarious they're right and there just great to watch yeah yeah oh man this is a fantastic show mm-hmm. I love it so much yeah so and and again too we mentioned as far as the pilot goes this is a it's a good pilot mm-hmm. it's a great pilot mm-hmm. but it's not as representative of how great this show gets mm-hmm. as it goes throughout. It's not like it does anything like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it broke ground in this kind of crazy innovative way. But mm-hmm. I think it really is just a fantastic show. Yeah, it really is. And there's two seasons available. One mm-hmm. is on Netflix. The second one will be on Netflix eventually. You can buy it on Amazon. Or if you got the True TV yeah. app, I think you can uh, get into that. If you've got, uh, yeah, if you have cable, you can get into that True TV mm-hmm. app, which you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's if you totally have cable. worth it. You probably shouldn't have cable though guys yeah. you just buy shows you like cut on the cord that's what the commercials for what is that for sling sling maybe i don't know yeah. we cut the cord we did yeah um haven't looked back haven't looked back <laughs> <laughs> um do we want to say anything else about uh i'm sorry i think we covered everything we wanted to say oh Should my we, goodness um, tell everybody what's coming up next week yeah guys hey next week so this week we talked about a show about a uh, comedy writer mm-hmm. next week let's talk about a comedian yeah comedian comedian Comedian. that's a word Uh (laughs) and Uh, this is a show you maybe have heard of you might have heard of it it's uh it stars gerald uh seinfeld jerry i think it's jerry jerry seinfeld that was stupid why did i say that (laughs) gerald that's dumb um that's why i'm not a comedy writer that's the reason that's the one reason Mm -hmm. no we'll be doing seinfeld seinfeld uh it's on hulu Yep. Which, yeah. Oh, it, people nobody be, talks about nobody, that. Nobody's like, oh man, like The Office is getting taken off of Netflix, but at least we still have Seinfeld on Hulu. If yeah. you don't have Hulu, get Hulu. What are you mm-hmm. doing? Um, but uh, Seinfeld, which is on Hulu, the pilot episode. get it episode, without commercials. Get it without, don't get them dang commercials. It's like Please, $1 more. On. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so Seinfeld, which um, if you have not 
watch that pilot of Seinfeld, do yourself a favor. Go back, revisit that pilot. It is interesting. Yeah, maybe <laughs> revisit the pilot and then also just watch the second episode because the pilot's not the best. It is not great. <laughs> I feel like the picture quality, even even on Hulu and stuff, I, I don't think it's great either. Yeah. It's... um. It's not great. No. And Elaine's not in it either. No, she's not. So um, Seinfeld is a show, a great show. It's a show great show that we love. It's a not so great pilot. Yeah. But, uh, it's an okay will, pilot. It's fine. Yeah. For yeah. when it came out. Yeah. Which, and we will get into all of that next week. We'll get into all that next week. Yeah. But hey, like until then, you should follow us on on Facebook at You, Me, and TV. On Twitter at You, Me, and TV Pod. Instagram, You, Me, and TV Podcast. If you want to, you can email us at youmeandtvpodcast at gmail.com, but you should definitely subscribe. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever mm-hmm. you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Spotify, you can subscribe. Uh, where else do we listen to podcasts? When I, I have Double Pod double for pod. Android, there you I go. think is the thing that was built into on my phone. Podbean, <laughs> I think that's uh, that's yeah. where we, um, uh, you could... Um, you, you know, you know, if your parents uh, don't know how to get onto a podcast too, you know, and they, they might like these things, just set them up, get them subscribed, yeah. just oh, do it for them. Open them up to a whole new world whole, of, of delight. A, a whole new world of delight here on <laughs> You, Me, and TV. That's our catchphrase right now. That's not a good catchphrase. Sorry. A delightful world, and it's a whole new. Anyway, guys, you know what? <laughs> Let's just. Can we just? Can we do it? Uh, bye. Bye.